The world is ever changing and sometimes we just need a helping hand. Hey, it's one more about the Rama. New apps here, new tech there, it's all very exciting. But it's nice to have something you can count on. Like insurance from State Farm. ¿Tienes preguntas sobre tu seguro? Con State Farm puedes llamar a tu agente o conectar con ellos. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie. With me, Freddie Prince Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. I tell you what, trying to do a podcast with the three of us, (laughs) trying to do a podcast with the three of us is really hard work. One of us has got to go to the loo. I've got to check that I've eaten because I don't feel too well and I needed something to eat beforehand. But Gary's okay. He's here in the London area. I'm Luke, uh, editor and runner with a cold. Um, And Matt's semi-okay with the job we can't talk about in the north. You can talk about it. Did you get those ruddy gifts back? No. <laughs> and I've been, I I went jogging with the girl who's got them on on Saturday, and she was like, "Oh God, I've forgotten to get. Well, oh, I'll, I'll give them to you tomorrow when we go out, and then go out jogging again, and then we didn't go out jogging again." But she's had to do her ironing because they've gone to Rill for the week. Who hasn't used that excuse? I've got to do I, the ironing because I'm off to Rill. I, I use it all the time. I certainly use that at least three occasions in the last two weeks. <laughs> That's how you got a week off work recently. Yeah, right, yeah, it was, yeah. I put it on the doctor's note. Very sorry, I've got Dimiani. I'm going to real next week. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Um, i got a theory, though, that she just really likes spending time with you, Matt, this girl, and she's just withholding your gifts. Yeah, yeah is that what you think oh, it is? Not, you think it's we're delayed? Not gonna, I won't get them to you. I'll get them to you next oh. time I see I'm you. I'm sorry I'm washing my hair. I'm sorry yeah. I'm just back from real. I need to do all the yeah. washing. I reckon she sold him. Actually, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, I wouldn't be that bothered. She sold them to somebody in real, and she's had got, to go over there for a the week. I've got the card they gave me, and that's the most important thing, because it's got Absolutely. all their lovely messages on it. Everything else is just material. Right, because the TV podcast then, TV news, reviews and previews. Not a lot of news, which is good for me, because it means we get to go talking about all the shows I've loved this week, uh, starting with the stuff in America, which means I need to press this button. Uh, the main piece of uh, review this week in America is the fact that we need to talk about the last two episodes of Sharp Objects, HBO drama starring Amy Adams, uh, that's been running pretty much alongside the Americans. Uh, we've been getting the 2 a.m. first airing and obviously 10 o'clock uh, in the evenings on Sky Atlantic, and all of it is still available to go on Sky Go or Now TV. Uh, we highly recommend it. We obviously have the incident that took place at the um, it, the day, the event that the mother holds, 
uh, where Amma Calhoun gets, Day. Thank you, Calhoun Day, uh, which Amma uh, runs off from, and and they get and, and on the back of that, she gets sick. Now, there is some suspicion uh, which the uh, detective has got that um, Amma and what was Amy Adams' character called? Sorry. Camille Preaker. Camille. Her sister died under some suspicious circumstances. Two weeks ago, he, he said he was going to make notes on shows. That, that's I, his... Well, yeah, but no, but no, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I've only just walked in the door. Um, and <laughs> you I should have your watch... notes in your notebook. Well, I should have my notes. Her. I know. Yeah. I had to rush this weekend. Camille <laughs> is basically now a little bit suspicious about her mother and Amma. And pretty much throughout episode seven, there's kind of suspicion about what the relationship is. And of course, this detective goes round and he's seeking advice. He, he speaks to uh, a couple of people who worked at the hospital and finds the fact that um, all the time that they requested, anybody ever requested information about the death uh, of their sister, of her sister, it was denied, declined. And it appears that Amma had someone on the inside, Amma's mother, sorry, had someone on the Adora. inside. Adora. Adora. Had someone on the, Adora had someone on the inside kind of, you know, shooting this away the, the eye of suspicion on the show falls to her as being at what's called munchausen's by proxy this is not a new thing in tv drama i have a feeling like we've had it the before. bridge the bridge no, no, yes the bridge yeah the bridge and even before that maybe it was in films but i have a feeling this is certainly not a new thing <laughs> i love doing this i all love it there was that sorry gary there was that bit yeah. in um episode seven where the um is it richard the copper goes to yes. the hospital and she goes do you know what munchausen's by proxy is and i was expecting to turn around and go yes i've seen all four series of the bridge yes <laughs> yeah, and i've seen all the films good. that it's in as well uh, munchausen <laughs> means to harm yourself so munchausen's by proxy means that Somebody harms you in order to keep you ill so that you need them. Um, that's what we do with this podcast. Well, that's right. <laughs> nobody yeah. needs it. But yeah, nobody needs it. But we just keep no you going. No one listens. Right at the end of episode seven, uh, uh, she goes back home for dinner. Uh, and in order to expose her mother, Adora, Camille uh, it falls ill. And it's a wonderful, shocking moment where Adora's affections and interest turns from Amma. I think that's the beginning of episode eight. Yeah, yeah but right the at the end of, of seven is kind of when she well, sort of comes up to when she goes, That's when she's on the phone to her, her editor, isn't it? And goes, no, I, he's telling her yeah. to go back to St. Yeah. Louis. And she yeah. actually says, my mother did it, is what she said. Mm. Yeah. Episode eight is this is very dark. I think it's the darkest the of all of series is very dark. Yeah, but I think episode eight is, is the most dark, and, and probably because of the twist that we're coming to. Uh, throughout episode eight, we get lots of scenes of Adora looking after both uh, the, the two daughters, their kind of understanding that they're being drugged. It turns out to be like a mix of antifreeze and rat poison. It's not just your garden variety. And, and the, the role of the dad <laughs> is so... Are going to say your garden variety poison? Well, no, but like, I mean, I that, suddenly that's... don't feel like I have a cold. This is a great <laughs> cure for the common cold. Just yeah. listening to rubbish. Yeah, this this isn't by proxy. This is yeah. getting well by proxy. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the Stockholm syndrome. You getting can't, well you can't by leave. podcast. Oh, definitely Stockholm syndrome. This podcast, yeah, definitely. In the course of episode eight, uh, more is found out. The editor uh, comes. He has a very uh, strange conversation with her. Uh, when she's sort of uh, crying and she's found out about her mum and, uh, and, and and she's really upset and he decides that, that you know, d- despite his uh, cancer, he's on his way. 
the detective. I suppose we ought to mention the relationship. I think you're blurring you're blurring these two episodes a bit. I know really. that's the problem. But um, Camille's making herself sick to sort of protect her sister <laughs> and to divert the focus from there. She then, while Adora is off getting something, she says to Emma, "Go and find Richard, get him." Yeah. And then you see Richard turn up, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's the, a stepfather, the stepfather shoes him away, says she's a, she's out, and he then goes away. But it is the editor who finally yeah. gets everyone round to the house and alerts the authorities. And there's just that great shot of the sort of the mm. priest light sliding up the bedroom. Yeah, and she, she's and she so weak. She tries weak to crawl towards where she sees Richard at the door, but can't crawl towards him. And the music's blaring, and and it is all really well done. And I, it, I it appears it, again it now. appears that they say that Amma has built up a tolerance, don't they? When they get them both to hospital, they say that Amber, because it had been happening to her so much, and she possibly been mixing it with other drugs, the sort of things that she was taking. The last 20 minutes are, are the kind of the twist, or the last 15, 20 minutes are the kind of the twist. So uh, they, the two girls come off to St. Louis. Uh, they live together. It seems like That's it's after Adora has been charged with the murder of the two girls. They're off enjoying their life in St. Louis. Um, Amma has made a friend of a neighbour. Um, and uh, this is the really worrying part. Is, is You get this kind of, again, this kind of dinner scene um, of them having dinner. And there's this little <laughs> as it would. Well, no, but there's a comment made, isn't there? No, no, it's the, you said a dinner scene of them having dinner. Sorry. A scene of them having dinner together. And Amma makes a comment to the little girl. I don't think we ever get her name. It's probably credited, but we don't hear it. She says you're a kiss-ass because she that's says, it. I want to be a journalist like Oh, Camille. that's it. They're having dinner or with the, the editor and his wife. That's or, it. Mm. It sort of alerts you know, to the fact that there might be something wrong. Now, you're going to have to help me as to which bit is pre-post and post-post credits. Okay, I'm already lost. Okay, well, there's the pre-bit is the realisation... The pre-bit is Camille going to the bin, finding the thing she'd sewn to put back into the doll's house and finding the real human teeth and then the Amma saying, don't tell Mama, then the credit credits roll and we have this realisation that although the Munchausen thing was true and she killed her daughter blah blah blah, it was yep. the sister Amma that had actually killed the two girls or the three girls um, over two the girls. course of two girls. Uh, look, when it's Richard, he starts yeah, collecting yeah, yeah. me. But then, ha- are we meant to think she's killed her friend as well? Because I know That's, I was reading yes. that, that happens well, in the book, doesn't what, it? The black girl, yeah, no, that happens in the book, yes. Yeah, I think the implication Don't is get, that they probably mm, Yes, it happens time. in the book. Well, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I appreciate that there's yeah. a lot. I've read the article that you sent me, the Variety yeah. article, that you, Vanity Fair article that you sent it's, me. That it's ambiguous to whether what she has done with her friend, but mm. her mum can't find her, so there yeah. is yeah. that implication. There, there is Indeed. a moment, apparently, that blinking you'll miss it in this uh, during credit scene where you see her yeah. push her up against yeah. um, a fence. Right. Yeah. And that's supposed to you be... Did, I did see that. I saw that bit. And then right at the end, that we go back to uh, the little town Wingap, and you see Amma walking in a white dress away from the scene, which goes back to the very first, I think it might have even been the very first episode where the boy talks about, I saw a girl in white, uh, which no one ever followed up on. I, I I, I know there's been some complaints about the finale, haven't there, also about the ending. 
Yeah, there has been. I, I don't know why. Know, let, let's talk. Let's talk a bit about whether it was risky to put these crucial moments during the credits or not. Because all the um, other times I have switched off after the credits, and I happened to see one of my favourite critics, Alan Seppenwall, say, "Watch the credits." Otherwise, I, yeah. I probably wouldn't have. But would you have known if I hadn't told you to do it? No. Well, no, not go. unless I'd seen something, I suppose. There you go. See, so it's incredible. But then, but then, well, no. But the other thing is, do I need it? You know, it, it's not essential yeah. for me to. It's not absolutely essential. The key point is the part leading up to the end credits, where she reveals the tooth. That's the click moment where you go, "Oh my goodness, she did it." The last two parts are just confirmation that she did it. I think that those scenes spelled out that you know she did because we saw her do it then, didn't we? We saw yeah. her. But I think that final scene is. Oh, she's you know, she is the killer. But these these little scenes show you, yeah, she is the woman in white. Yeah, she is, mm. you know, she is like pretty yeah. And in in the book, she's meant to be like thirteen, isn't she? So that's one yeah. thing. That's... Matt, did you actually enjoy it? We've not really said whether we enjoyed it or not. Did you enjoy it, Luke? I did. Yes. Good. Thank you. Um, I I thought it picked up. Um, the the final episode picked the series up as a whole. I thought. Six and seven dragged for me. I think the six in particular, there was there was, it felt like it was really being padded out. The story mm. in six and seven, they knew they wanted that Calhoun Day episode. They knew what they were doing yeah. in the finale, but everything in between, they had obviously the plot points that they needed to hit. But there was a lot of stuff that they could have got yeah. rid of, and I think maybe it would have been better served as a six rather than an eight. But this final episode on its own was was astounding and i think it helped that it was shorter than the other episodes only about yeah, four to I five almost expected it yeah. to be feature length. I, I really liked it i've ordered the book i'm gonna see what the book does differently i know that's not normally the right way around to do things normally well, there's words the rather than pictures yeah ah, right okay yeah, yeah thanks so I've, I've ordered the book to have a look at. What I didn't realise is this is the same Have one. a read of it. Don't just look yeah, at the no, cover. Have a read. Yeah, don't, don't, won't there be pictures? No? Oh, no, no, no. I really think Gary would like Big Little Lies. Same director, same style, great performances and a really good payoff. I, I would like to go to back this. to it. Um, I don't know if I, the DVD is out I, there, but I will, I will sort of search it out. I didn't realise that Andrea Arnold is directing the second series, though, who I really like, so, Big Little Lies. Um, okay, so he's not coming back. For he's not coming back because he was busy, presumably, with this, because they've just wrapped, uh, they've wrapped Big Little Lies. Well, I, also... saw, I saw a HBO preview, um, I don't know if you've seen it online, they did, yeah. like, a preview of their new shows, and Big Little Lies gets a little bit of a push in there, not much. Did you ever finish the Barrys I sent you? No, but I am near the end. I'm about two to three. I think I've got three left. Come on, Gary. Uh, sorry. Finish Barry, Gary. Yeah, all right. Uh, Can we just talk about how brilliant Eliza Scanlon is? As, oh, all three of them, well. actually. Amy Adams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Eliza, Sc- Eliza Scanlon. I, I think as well, I didn't like the Amma character going along. Obviously, I'm not going to in any way say that I, I picked it. I'm not, I can't be that, yeah, that, that good. But no, I you're not Psychic like the... Sally. No, I'm not psychic. Unless she's on Big Brother. I don't think I really gave any credit to how good an actress she was because by the end, the fact that she was so horrible and unlikable is obvious when you get when you know the outcome. You know, there's a reason, and then it makes you very sort of like, did she then place that body in the alleyway? She must have done. That was her. When you you read the book, you're going to get some shocks, Gary. Oh, I know. Because your memory's not great. (laughs) 
<laughs> I I very much would like to watch the series again at some point. Maybe not now. Maybe after I've read the book. And go after back you finish Barry. After I finish, yeah, all right. You know, Gary, uh, going back and listening to a lot of old podcasts, you say this a lot. A lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've got a lot. You've never done it. You've never uh, that's done not it. true. When I had a toe chopped off, I watched loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah but not I stuff did. again. I'd like to watch it again now, knowing because I think. Watch Big Little Lies first. We didn't think that. We didn't think that there would be a resolution like this. I think the the main thing Luke was getting at is it wasn't a who done it. That wasn't the main. Well, I suppose we you know there's not there's not a there's not the wrong person was convicted. I suppose. Yeah, but it wasn't that wasn't the thrust. It wasn't a who who is the murderer type thing. That was just Mm. the sort of back of to get Camille back to Wingap. It's all on um, Now TV and Skybox. The book is heading to Gary's house. Well, don't um, even accept that. I need it. You know, I was going to no. read that. You give like us that. a book report, Gary. Yes. Well, of course I will, yes. Straight away. I want you to read it oh, this word. weekend. Ready for the next book. I, w- I would like it as a book on tape. <laughs> In fact, I've got I've got eleven I've got eleven hours on a plane next month. Let's yeah. just do that. I just read no, just... I just read you the book bit by bit and send yeah. it to you like in chapters. Yeah. Yeah, I've got eleven hours to kill. I'll do character okay. voices and everything. Please, that's all I need in life. Okay, another review: a show that aired recently on the renamed Sky Witness, uh, previously Sky Atlantic, uh, previously Sky Living. Sorry, is uh, the pilot of the episode show called Instinct. Uh, now, this is based on a, a book called Murder Games that was written jointly by James Patterson and Howard Rothen. Uh, and James Patterson is quite a famous crime writer. Mm. He wrote some of the films Kiss the Girls, uh, Along Came a Spider that were turned into films. Yes, Jack Reacher series was him as well. But this is a separate series that he's written uh, that's been turned into a television show. Uh, the, the main sort of uh, lead in the cast is the fact that Alan Cumming is in it. And obviously we all liked Alan Cumming showing in The Good Wife um, as the political operative that helped uh, her husband reach office. He was like a spin doctor. Um, now, he plays uh, a character called Dr. Dylan Reinhardt, who is a professor in abnormal behaviour. So a little bit that we get at the beginning is him working with his students, showing them what abnormal behaviour is. He does a lovely little demonstration about, would you would you hit me for a million pounds? Would you hit me for an A in this class? Uh, to, to show his students about behaviour. He's interrupted by a detective, a detective, uh, Lizzie Needham, played by newcomer Bionova Nokovich, or Novakich. Uh, she plays a New York detective who needs his help in unravelling a recent murder. It turns out that Alan Cummings' character, uh, uh, Dr. Reinhardt, is actually former CIA and FBI uh, and has had quite the, the hit the past. Throughout the course of this episode, his, his skills bring them to find out they have a serial killer. There's a lovely interaction with the mayor that kind of goes quite disastrously for the detective. And at the end, they obviously do sort of solve the crime. But in the process, the detectives get shot. His FBI CIA training comes through and helping them uh, sort of escape a very dangerous situation. I think this episode was too fast. I think perhaps my impression of uh, American television recently with sharp objects is slower is better. And for me, everything just ran at a fast pace. And I didn't really feel like I connected with anyone outside of, uh, of Alan Cummings' character. 
the only thing I did like, the one thing I did like was the name of the dog Gary. That obviously. Uh, yes, I was thinking that. So that ticks a box there for me. What What are no, your thoughts, Matt? You're going to be watching it every week. It's, I just found it very derivative of, of lots of things yeah. we've seen before. Um, there was a lot of castle in there. Yeah, because so, of the fact you've got someone outside yeah. working with the police as well. And you've got some like elementary elements of it. Um, the the fact, uh, I mean, they've got uh, one thing I will give it is that Alan Cumming is like play, like a gay lead. He's play, you know, he's married to uh, Matt Taverner from W1A. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is because it's on CBS, and I was thinking, oh, this is CBS. He's trying to do like a sort of elementary type thing. Then I read Elementary is on CBS, along yeah. with all these other. You know, they they've got all these crime <laughs> dramas. Criminal Minds is on there. Blue yeah. Blood is on there. Sky, and this is another one like we said about nine one one last week, where it's um, you know you can have it on in the background type thing and. And and it's ironic that they're all all these programs on the channel Sky Witness. No one's actually really watching. It, it's not stretching him really as an actor. The no. part it is just like here's some money, Mister Cumming. Would you like to be in this? Okay, then I will. I suppose the problem is in The Good Wife. He kind of started off slightly as the bad guy, um, and and sort of became the good mm. guy, and all, always sitting on the fence. Well, this he, one? well he was yeah. ambiguous. He was a morally ambiguous character, but that's why you like. And I suppose he is a little bit in this in a way, but because he's not revealing his sort of foot. You know, the the thing is that he left the CIA to sort of settle down with his husband, who runs a bar, and he's he's got a teaching job. Like his I, books aren't as good as they were, and he's he's almost using this as now material for a new book again, very Castle esque. But unlike mm. Castle, there's not the sort of sexual tension or anything like that. No, and obviously there probably won't be because of you know the way they've established the characters. Um, I might give the second one a go. I, I'm aware that sometimes with America, with pilots, they the pilots are there to show get to get a series. And sometimes they do differ. And this is where I'll come to my 911 link. Please do. Sometimes they set things up in, in the pilot. They then move on to in the first episode or the next episode that takes the story a different direction. I'd watched the second episode of 911 and I did not enjoy it as much. And here's why. They set up a relationship between the lead fire officer, not Kraus, the other guy, the, the, the young guy, and Connie Britton's character. She seeks him out uh, after a, a, an interview uh, because, of course, they had that little conversation at the end. And she she says, oh, I never get to find out what happens. Maybe I should, if I speak to him, I can have that link. And it, it slightly went in a different direction to how I thought. Um, and I didn't enjoy it as much the second episode. So I don't think I'll be carrying on with 911 unless I hear some some things going on, unless I hear it gets better. Because I didn't like the direction they went, so it makes me think maybe I should watch the second instinct just in case. Yeah, if, if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I might. You know, but this is, as we as we will discuss later, there's quite a lot of good stuff coming up. Bodyguard, the new Gem Mercurio series starring Richard Madden and Keely Hawes. We had the first two episodes over the bank holiday weekend. We um, Richard Madden stars as Dave, Dave slash David Bud. Um, I think it was Bird at first. I couldn't no, understand Bud. a word of it. It's Bud. Bud. It's like it's... the Wire all over again. For you, it is. Yeah, it? I need subtitles. Um, our Scottish listeners, Gary's views do not yeah. reflect. <laughs> so Richard Madden plays Daniel Bud, a um, David, Bud. David Bud. See, Gary's rubbing off on me now. Not... <laughs> hey. 
I love how it's always Gary's fault when that's, even that's you make a mistake. I'm getting my lawyers onto that. I'm not rubbing off on you at all. <laughs> I just say not like that. Anyway, should we start again? David Budd. Who <laughs> <laughs> is on the phone now? It's David. It's Dave Budd. So- we started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. Deck your home with Blinds.com. DIY or let us install. Free design consultation. Plus free samples and free shipping. Ho ho ho! Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high quality window treatments with no showroom mockups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople, saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So he is a former soldier in Afghanistan. Um, we learn that he's sort of now working in protecting like visiting foreign dignitaries and the stuff and and the sort he is estranged from his wife and children due to his ptsd and the opening scene of um the first episode sees him basically foil a uh, bombing on a train a uh, suicide uh, bomber is in the toilet and he is able to sort of coax her out of the toilet and get her to sort of not blow people up, basically. Do you want me to insert my train knowledge here? or Not wait really, to but you're going okay. to, aren't you? No, 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 I'm asking. and Carry on. Gary's train knowledge will be coming up in due course. <laughs> Gary's train knowledge has been delayed thanks to leaves on the line. <laughs> now Gary's we'll be... bus replacement knowledge. Uh, I don't feel well. <laughs> As a result, he is uh, sort of, of his bravery and his and what have you, He's reassigned to protect the Home Secretary, Julia... Montague. Montague. I was going to say Morris, but... Uh... <laughs> Margulies. Uh, she is uh, played by Keely Hawes and is a sort of very... Um, you know, she's full of sound bites about fighting terror and deploying troops and basically everything David doesn't stand for and there's the sort of the friction between them. And it's sort of... Without going into too much detail in the sort of the first and second episodes, it is a sort of who can trust who, basically. The the tagline is, the threat is closer than you think. And there's there's insinuation that Julie's taking, keeping things from him. He might want to do something sinister to her because he sees her as the person who sort of sent him to war and then mm. he's come back and he's basically lost everything. So... Um, because me and Luke have both reviewed this for the website in in, yeah. in separate reviews. Gary, 
You're, you've set the floor. I have not felt this scared watching a television show since Luther. And I mean the early Luther, the good Luther. Uh, particularly the episode where the guy was coming out under the bed. I thought that was a, an absolutely moment. The mood, the pitching, the, the sound that you get and don't get is absolutely fantastic. I think Richard Madden is perfectly playing the kind of robot at work and then the emotional other part when he's not at work. The scenes where he is standing still watching in the uh, home office almost as well it's listening in through doors i know it's not but it's the way it's portrayed like the fact that you're viewing everything through him and then you step into the room and you hear the conversations about the threat levels and everything uh, i just love the feel of it uh, obviously that 25 odd minute scene on the train is an epic um and I, I can't think of another single scene to me so well done in a long time Nothing sticks in my mind. I know there were several moments in Line of Duty. It may be Isolate you saying that and use it all the time. Nothing sticks in my mind. I literally was on the edge of my seat. I had no idea what was coming. And I think in the second episode, they managed to up the tension and then deliver, you know, the, the fantastic scene where she's attacked in the car. And again, the brutality of it and the, the, the blood and the gore. And, you know, just I've not seen that again since Luther. Um, and I know that, that, that kind of did that as well. Really shows you the violence. That was one scene I really didn't see coming, the the yes. bullets hitting the car, because you feel like it's in the middle of this discussion that they're having about, because she's managed to get his son into like a special school, yeah. and then she reveals like, that she knew the name of his son's school prior to there. There's an attack in the second episode on the son's school. And you think this, this scene is just going to end, you know, there's a bit of tension in the air. And then suddenly the bullets start raining down. And there's and bullets you... in the air. Mm. Yeah. And I just, I felt that was like, that was more, because I sort of knew that there was this scene coming in the first, at the beginning of the first episode. Luke had sort of insinuated yeah. it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it and, and everything, but I yeah. I think that, that shock of the I bullets you... raining down. And I, I have to say, though, I did guess who the shooter was. I think they. Oh, yeah, yeah I think that was. That, that... Did that. But I, I suppose that wasn't meant to be like a twist or anything. I saw the, I've seen the first episode three, maybe four times, maybe four times now. Oh, okay. At the, at the screening, I really liked it, but I really struggled to care about David Bird. I just saw him as this another damaged character on another TV drama, and it hadn't really dawned on me until I watched it the second time that that was really the point. Of, yeah. You know, the whole thing. My only minor niggle about the second episode was I didn't appreciate the speed at which their relationship sped up. Um, mm. And I don't know whether that's a fault of... I wrote that in my episodes. review as well, Luke. Yeah, I know. I read that. And it is a good review. You need to go to the website to read my review of the first one and Matt's more eloquent review of the second one. It's not a relationship. It's just sex. At the moment. Okay, oh, darling. <laughs> no, no, no. But hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel the collateral. Isolate that At the moment, it's two people oh, who yeah, shared yeah. a traumatic yeah. moment who are now connecting. And it's not like they're buying each other presents and, 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 and whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. All no, right. but seriously. I mean, I if, in the th- if in the third episode she suddenly comes around and like, no, we shouldn't be doing this, or he does... It's not a relationship. I, I can see what you're both saying in terms of as uh, as sort of believability in terms of like yes. when there is 
uh, an accident, you know, you you sort of go to the people closest to you. Yeah, and, they bonded. Um, they bond, yeah, something like that. But I think in terms of it being a drama, it almost happened too quickly. Yes. Um, I yeah, would I'd agree with like that. that scene after the attack to end with the hug that, you know, he gingerly went to put yeah. his arms around her. And that, because you had the hand holding, you had the first sort of hint that something was going to happen was when he took his shirt off in the first episode to give to her when the sort of oh, the now fired assistant yeah. had spilled coffee all over her. You know, you get these little moments that would then build up to maybe at the end, you know, the halfway point. But now I suppose the, the sort of the sexual relationship between them is more to do with, you know, the fact he is now spying on her. At the end of the at the end of this episode, we saw like his boss and the head of the counterterrorism, Gina, Gina McKee. McKee, at the end said, you know, you now need to spy on her because we don't trust her. Yeah. There's something wrong. You know, she's not a woman to be trusted, and we've heard that already from the the girl who she sacked had said that to a journalist in the first episode. So there's something. Yeah. And, not and quite she like did she movie. did know about the school before mm. it happened, and she said, it's don't do anything. You know, that is true. Yeah. Anyway, Gary Train. Train. Okay. So obviously that first twenty-five minute is a is a very kind of heightened uh, and tense scene in the train, which uh, you know is a sort of a, an attack on on a train heading towards London. Um, and I spoke to a friend of mine, Fred Moment, called Libanay, who works in the train industry. Um, what, and sorry, what's the name? Libanay. He works in the train industry and he told me a lot of things. But basically, most of that scene is quite realistic. Um, apart from a couple of bits. Number one, he said, there's absolutely no way they can open the doors while the train is going. If somebody pulls like that little bit, what it does is it puts the brakes on and you can only open the door once the brakes are fully deployed. The second thing he said that was inaccurate was you would never announce over the tannoy can people move compartments, he said. Yeah, I thought that, actually. Yeah, and I I, I think you probably did that for dramatic effect. There are a few things that he said they probably did for dramatic effect. What, in the drama? Yeah, yeah, but no, things that wouldn't be realistic because they don't look particularly good. And the other thing he said, you know, he said this is a realistic part of, of, of British train travel. There's no way her finger would not have hit that buzzer the amount of times a train jerks mm. around. You know, she had her finger literally over it, and I was thinking, all they've got to do is, is go through a, 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 a dodgy connection, and that's it, they're gone. Only Jeb Mercurio had, a, had, a, had your mm. train advice. Well, we are the only podcast I, I feel know like... that has a train expert, uh, and thank you very much, yeah, Lee, for that I, knowledge. I feel like that might, you know, be a regular thing. If... I thought you were going to say, I feel that all might be cut. Yeah, uh, if we review the film Unstoppable, then maybe we can get it back on. Although that, that film should have been called Stoppable. Cause well, that's right, yeah, because it's Spoilers. the film. <laughs> if it was Unstoppable, then they shouldn't have bothered. Can it and should it maintain the big set pieces? Because uh, I wrote before having seen episode two that I my assumption was that it wasn't going to be this spooks-esque type drama where there's a big disaster every week and a big set piece and I appreciate those and I like those for just pure excitement but should it and can it maintain those for the next four that we've got because if he's literally her action hero every week I think as much as I appreciate Jed's style of writing it's going to grate on me a tiny bit I think it is like a line of duty where you get like you get it punctuated throughout the series, and I I feel like the the two big set pieces in the second episode 
you needed both to sort of further the plot. You know, you had this second terrorism attack yeah. near the school, which would which was needed to sort of further her political agenda and sort of putting more of a focus on um, the uh, MI5 ahead of the police. And then the set the attack on her car was sort of for his friend to go. You know, you you've got this job now. You need to sort of finish yeah. it off. And then for the Gina McKee and Pippa Hayward characters to basically give him this covert mission that wouldn't have worked without those two incidents. I think now, I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming no. maybe three and four, you'll get a calmer period and then it will hype up the tension. Yeah, but but like, yeah. if you but, look at Line of Duty, he does that in that as well. There'll be periods, well, like it not, always begins with a big... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you get the big scene at the beginning, didn't you, yeah. of, every se- of every season, so serious. Sorry. Usually at the first uh, the, the first episode, you get it at the beginning and the end, don't you? Because you get yeah. some, like, for example, Series 2, where you had the big stuff with Keely Hawes at the beginning and then Jessica Rain gets pushed out the window at the end. Yeah. Do you like him as a character? I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to... You're supposed to realize. I mean, he's. He, I suppose you're supposed to realize he's broken. Um, I feel. I feel like his wife treats him quite badly. I. Ho- I hope Sophie Rundle gets more to do because I, I like her as an actress. I did say this I in do. my review. Is that the I wife? Think the wife, yeah. But I, I. I. would. I don't know. Like is is an interesting term. I would say he's he's an interesting character to follow. He's like the strong, silent type. He's someone who obviously has these issues. I think your issue, your not your issue, but your point is: is there some way, someone you can sort of latch onto? Because he, he as a main character, isn't like a sort of relatable. You know, he is good at that bodyguard job because he is very yeah. reserved and isn't a man, is a man of few words, and is surrounded now by these politicians who are. He he, he has a very very professional way of doing his job he is trained and is alert and he could literally stand in that room you get that and as i say that's why it's one of my favorite things you get this vision of him just standing there all day seven eight nine hours just looking for something that doesn't look right for one little thing so believe it or not this sunday we are halfway through uh bodyguard already um so episode three of six this sunday nine o'clock we urge you to check out the other two uh on I play it or on your recordings yeah. if you were sensible enough. On your recordings. And yeah. uh, and read the views at the website, thecustardtv.com. And the Bake Off. It was yes. back on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on Channel 4. Uh, so it was Biscuit Week. This was the opening. We started with the 12 uh, new bakers. Um, we had um, Biscuit Portraits as the showstoppers. Uh, oh, we boy. had... Um, what was the first one? Regional biscuits. Yeah, re- regional the... biscuits, and then the second and one. And your Latin. and is this your, part of your childhood? The the mighty wagon wheel. Well, it's not necessarily part of my childhood. I mean, I remember wagon wheels, but I, I wouldn't say they were essential. I, and of I course, never liked the, the one, wagon the one, wheel. The ones that they made were nowhere near as big and flat as the ones you buy mm. in the shop. I, so, I, they were just a bit much for me. Plus, I thought a wagon wheel was the brand name. You know, like Hoover. I, I didn't realise they were called a wagon wheel. I just thought that was the name of the brand. Mm, I don't they, know. They, you couldn't go to you couldn't go sauce. you couldn't go to a baker's and ask for a wagon wheel because that was what they sold in the shops. So anyway, I'm not explaining um, that very well. Like so um, I mean the 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 star baker last night was Manon, the French. Or as um, I'll be going, ooh Manon. Oh nice. <laughs> there, there's already been contra- controversy. 
about her because yeah. uh, she apparently appeared on like a daytime cooking show. Now, this is a bit of a reach. She appeared on yeah. a, gay, a daytime cooking show, like the, the nobody. It's called, called the Box. I've never even heard no. of it. I so, assume they get given a box and have to cook yeah. something. I think yeah, it's well, like a mystery, mystery box thing they do on MasterChef sometimes. But yeah. You go away with your controversy. I mean, she she did the best this week, but you know, moving on, you you you, you know, it's yeah. week one. People have won week one before and got eliminated in week two. Um, yeah, absolutely all, right. We also had um, Rahul, who was this like little nerdy Asian <sighs> fella who skyped got... his parents all the time, and <laughs> he... he got shamed by his dad in about the first three minutes. Yeah, you drink up. Shut your hair. And one of the stars of the episode was Terry, this old fella yes. who who you thought was going to go. You know, his 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 first biscuits were, Ugh. you know, he he couldn't get the chocolate to set. Then he I felt sorry quite, for him in the first bit. I really did. Meals, and then he bought it back with a brandy snap like portrait, which was amazing. Um, was was his the he, one that looked like the scream uh, yes, picture? Yes. Yeah, that I'm not going to sleep for a few weeks because of that. Any thoughts on the Bake Off, Gary? I don't know that I liked it more or less than last year. I suppose I feel more comfortable. You know, the, the sort of initial <laughs> buzz of it's on Channel 4, it's Sandy Toxfic and, and Noel Fielding rather than Mel and Sue, it's not Mary Berry is kind of gone. So I feel more familiar. I That's did like I the plain speaking lady uh, who at the crisps. Uh, I did like that. The that, one that who was a bit like, like Ender Everage. Yeah, who, who's a bit like... I Karen, my, Karen Wright. Like, yeah, I, I finished mine. I'm going to sit here. Whilst the others were kind of mm. like, you know, there's always this idea in the tent that everyone helps each help. other. Yeah. yeah, she's like, no, I'm having me crisps. I've done mine. Thanks Would you like much. a crisp? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, she, she offered them a crisp, but not any help. I thought that was quite yeah. weird. I think, again, that the rest were all a bit too much of a muchness mm. uh, to, to, to really dumb. I, I, as regards to the showstopper, the one that I really liked was the bloke that did like the more cartoonish version of himself. Mm. Overall, yeah. Good to have it back. I'm exactly the same, Is it just me that maybe it's just a bit too soon? Maybe it could have been a few weeks later? No, that's just... No. It's it's the same time every year. Um, What I would say is that it it sort of... You you don't get hooked into it straight away, but I think as it goes on, you'll start to sort of get to know the bakers. But I I think you're right. You're, You're used to this new team now. I like yeah. the Sandy and Noel bits where, you know, were they playing like table tennis or something? Yeah, playing table and tennis. I did like and that. And it's like, yeah. oh, you've got to do a time cue. You've got to do a time cue. They've sort of found their own way of getting humour out of it, I think. And, yeah. and, and it's, all, it's almost like a surreal element to their hosting. Do you, do you remember the, the furore that happened last year when he got in a fridge or something? That oh, people yeah. Said you, it was, yeah. And I just feel like they're, they're, maybe they're bit second-guessing themselves a bit now because of that. Yeah. And I hope not. I hope they do just kind of like, it goes from like the bizarre to the ridiculous because that's what I want out of those two. Well, they having, seem now to... met Sandy, having now met Sandy Toxic, I can tell yeah. she's much like that in real life. Uh, for uninitiated listeners who have no idea, I, I spent some time in Glasgow in January and I recorded uh, uh, three episodes of 15 to 1 uh, and got to meet Sandy Toxic and uh, and share a few moments of to uh, television. I'm allowed to talk about it, yeah. Because um, I'd as as old podcast listeners will know i sat next to a, a preview of the killing that i went to killing series three about and didn't recognize ago. it was her about six years ago and that came up i brought that up on my application form and it got mentioned in the show so i'm hoping that makes the edit 
but it probably won't be on until about October. Because <laughs> oh, apparently go. in September they're showing Series 9 and then I'm on Series 10. But enough about Gary. The Bake Off yeah, is on every uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on Channel 4 and you could catch up on all four. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. There are many ways you can uh, support the podcast. I don't think we mentioned Patreon yet this week. So if you'd like to give us some pennies and get lots and lots of hours and hours of exclusive content, then patreon.com slash thecustardtv. You place $5, you get loads of bonus stuff and you can subscribe for a month and then pack it in. It, every, every little helps, as um, Tesco used to say. Um, if you can't support us monetarily, the best way to support us is either by, or both, do both. YouTube.com, uh, find the Custard TV on there, um, subscribe and then get liking and sharing them videos, folks. Um, also, uh, iTunes, if you could give us a lovely review, and some kind words, we very much appreciate it. Um, in terms of social media on Facebook, The Custard TV, Twitter, at Matt's TV Bites, at Luke Custard TV, and at The Gary Show. If you'd like to get in touch on old fashioned email, you can Custard TV Reviews at gmail.com. And obviously, visit the website, thecustardtv.com, where you will find this podcast as well as reviews, as we mentioned before of the first two episodes of The Bodyguard, where me and Luke sort of tag-teamed it. He did the first episode, I did the second. Uh, there's also a review on there of the last sharp objects, which we've talked about, but if you'd like to read some words uh, from Stephen, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, then they're there as well. And, and all the news and um, the coming soon section, as I mentioned last week, has got all the bits and bobs, um, that was everything that was announced at Edinburgh last week. Okay, pick of the week. This is where we point your eyes at something, or your ears in this case, at something worthwhile in the next seven days on the telly. I'm going to be maverick and have two because I've seen them both and they are both of equal quality. Oh, don't pick the best ones because you're going to pick the best ones. I have seen uh, the one-off drama. I went to the screening and chatted to Vicky McClure and Anna Maxwell Martin. Their one-off single drama is very powerful and I urge you to watch Mother's Day. It's on BBC Two at nine o'clock on Monday, and then nine o'clock Tuesday is uh, Wonderless, okay. a show uh, with Tony Collette and Stephen McIntosh, who we last saw in Kiri. It is brilliant, very un BBC One. Feels like it should be more at Channel Four at nine o'clock, but we'll discuss that next week. And I love that as well. Um, I will go for talking of screenings. I will go for one that I am going to the screening of next Tuesday. And then it is on the telly on Thursday, and that is Press, the oh, new Mike Bartlett drama, um, which I did pick as one of my five to uh, to watch over the year, as I did Bodyguard. So I think I'm winning. You're winning. Uh, um, hopefully, Press will will sort of stand up to scrutiny, and I am looking forward to watching it um, next Tuesday, and then for you all to see it on Thursday at nine. And Gary, good luck. I'm going to go for another documentary, Killer in Our Classroom, BBC One, uh, on Tuesday. This is a documentary about the Parkland school shooting in Florida that took place earlier this year. Yeah. That we did do a little bit of coverage of when we talked about the Ed Balls uh, documentary. There was a bit about Parkland in that, uh, and I did like the look of it. But I also will be watching both Wonderlust and Press and, and Mother's Day, because they all look really good. Monday, uh, w- um, 
Mother's Day, nine, uh, 9 o'clock BBC 2. Tuesday, Wonderlust, uh, 9 o'clock BBC 1. Also on Tuesday, Kill It in Our Classroom on BBC 1 at 10.45. And Press, a brand new six-parter um, that Matt's picked on Thursday at 9. <laughs> I've no Sorry, I'm, put, I'm putting something back on the radio. You know one of those things that has water in it? I knocked it off earlier and I'm just putting it back. One of those oh, things that has water in it? You know, like hot, um, a hot water bottle. No, no, no. On the top of the radio, it's just got a little hook with some water. You know, with a container that's got water on it. Like a heater. Yeah. Well, no, just like an uh, ornamental thing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you done the plug? Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search the Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. <laughs> Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.